3: It's a bonkers sport, were the words that uh, grad Matt just mentioned to us here. What time have we got at the moment? We've got 12.46am, quarter to one in the morning, and Johanna Konta and Carpini-McGuruza have just taken to the court for their second round match, which is... Faintly ridiculous. Uh, and and it is the latest start ever to a match at the Australian Open here. Catherine Whitaker is here, <laughs> just about. And Grant Matt is here, just about. And we are sitting here in a, an almost deserted media cafe to talk about tennis here on the Tennis Podcast. <laughs> brought to you in association with The Telegraph. <laughs> it's twelve forty six a.m. Yes. Uh, in the words of Alan
2: Partridge. It's
4: actually and, been a fun uh, day. Yeah,
3: Philip. Like it has been.
2: a very fun day.
4: What's
3: going on. Up With The Partridge. <laughs> so, um, highlights. What's been going on today? Where do we start? Oh. What do
4: you mean by today? Let's start by clarifying yes. that.
3: Yes, yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. Um, yes, I'm trying to think what matches I've seen. Well, it's can started... I, can, Go I, on.
4: can I emphasise the situation by saying David's grown a beard since <laughs> I last saw <laughs> I mean, like, for real.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> anybody who knows me knows that i don't really grow beards uh not out of Uh, (laughs) not out of a wish not to just an inability to uh however it has been so long today i saw you
4: at dinner as well you didn't have a beard at dinner
3: well i've been working on it um
2: how many times have you come have you entered here today david have you entered the grounds
3: Oh, um, certainly more than once, yes. I, I, both Grad Matt and I uh, arrived to Melbourne Park and promptly turned round and went back home because we'd, in his case, forgotten his laptop. In my case, forgotten my pass. And so, yeah, got my exercise in there. Um, and whilst all this was going on... Um, uh, Victoria Kuzmova's Australian Open came to an end <laughs> <Indeed>. <laughs> your pick Matt for the quarterfinals didn't quite get that far what no, happened
2: she, she's out uh, yeah so I turned up without my laptop mm. legged it back to my hotel got back
3: to Rod Laver In, what uh, can, it, can only
4: be described as the world's most disgusting weather conditions
3: it imaginable it's sweaty it's a humid day isn't it? when I got back we don't want to moan too much well yesterday was a humid <laughs> day yeah. yes. today it could be fine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so I got
2: back, and she was doing perfectly well when I wasn't there. I was listening on the radio. Got back.
4: She got to four all first She set, got didn't to four all. Was all looking that. Like, had oh,
2: had oh. three break points, not consecutively, <laughs> but she had three, lost them all. So I saw that, and then, so inevitably, lost serve, and then the and second then, set was a not then, really a then, contest.
4: Sh- sh- showed promise, though, Matt. Is there what was, I would say there
2: was promise. There's, a, a, there's a blog coming later. <laughs> And about said promise and without
4: you know I'm, I'm, I don't think there's going to be any crowing here because both of us had I think Svitolina in our quarters but with absolutely no conviction she surprised Hold me on. with her form here I
3: plenty of conviction did about you?
4: that did yeah. like,
2: you? well I didn't <laughs> okay. yes, and her
4: form is surprising is playing
2: me. better than I thought she would with Galmon
3: Face in her box
4: yeah didn't like being that asked was about a, it though did she? awkward what, what yeah. did you think
3: about that Catherine was that a legitimate question or not? <sighs> because
4: it's that's really tricky
3: i know because and actually russell fuller and myself have just been discussing this and i think we didn't um, really know where we stood on it
4: yeah i i mean on one hand you could say look well if you're going to sit in their box then you know that you're you're you know that that's public you know you're going to be picked up on cameras that therefore you're you're putting you are choosing to put that relationship on the public domain but equally we see where you that that public public domain but for them that's just where we get our tickets that's where we put our loved ones and and what happens from that point on sort of is out of our hands um, I think that it's my my unscientific assessment of it uh, which is not as sort of crisp and clean cut as I would like is that I think it's okay to sensitively ask about it in a press conference mm. but putting her on the spot about it with on Publicly. in an on court interview um, where which which generally tends to be all fluffy and and you know i i think that was a bit but tough but
3: as you say all fluffy it's not like he he was asking for personal details all he did actually was draw attention to the fact that he was yeah, there but,
4: but equally they would never they'd never actually confirmed before that they're a couple they'd never they'd never confirmed yes we're a couple and we're that that's something that we're happy to talk about because but, some well, tennis couples yeah. are
3: but but he didn't ask he didn't say oh your boyfriend Gail Monfils, was in the box he said you he was there he was then, fishing a bit and bit then,
4: then, it, it was a fishing but, look, it was she, it was she, can you confirm that you're a couple
3: did did he, he didn't say that that
4: was the implication he didn't say quest. that that was absolutely and and, and she, the implication she she was quiet because well, well, she felt well,
3: awkward well, about it
4: well, what was the question then?
3: Do you, well, do I think you it was think something like saying you had you've got somebody in your box who we all who we all who, who on, we all know David, or we haven't on, seen before. David. No, yeah, I understand. I understand the point, but I mean, well, what do you expect? As you, if you're going to have one of the world's I
4: think you expect. I, I that, think it's reasonable to be who, to who's never been there before to be. Put on the spot. I, as I've said, I don't think it's a clean cut thing. Mm. I just think being put on the spot about it like that in a situation yeah. where you have to just sort of go along with things and be jolly. We've kind yeah. of got no. You don't really have the option to get uppity about stuff and say you can't in that situation in a press conference. You can say, "Look, I, that's my personal life. I'd rather not comment." You can't really do that in no, one of those on-court interviews. Point. Yeah, I take that um, point. That, Look, I,
3: I, I, Russell asked me in commentary, would I have asked that? And I said, thing is, here, that is kind of the way things happen on, on Australian TV. That does happen. I remember Sam Smith telling me that she'd had pressure put on her to ask a certain question about a player's, uh, I don't know, boyfriend, girlfriend. I can't remember what it was. Um, and that is kind of what's expected here. For me, I, I don't feel particularly comfortable with it, I must say. It's not my line of questioning. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 I thought she was perhaps a little naive not to expect any any reference to the fact that Gail Monfils is sitting in her player box. When no. new, uh, certainly, I knew nothing of their relationship. It's none of my business, but he is very well known and he was there.
4: I don't think she necessarily was not expecting it. Uh, not expecting it and not feeling comfortable with it are two different things. Mm. I, don't, I I don't know. She she might have been blindsided by it. In which case, yeah. But you know, she'd never been in that situation mm. before. I okay. mean,
3: well, anyway, I, I I don't feel hugely strongly about it either way. Um, but uh, anyway, she played very well. She today. played really <laughs> she played well, well. Uh, she did. tennis. She was uh, what, even what better than you, Cosmo. You've got
4: to be good to be. V- I've Victoria.
3: got her no first name Kizmova well, 48 in the world she's going play she's 20 years old I have to say I did think when I watched the first set I thought she well, has got a game she beat yeah, really Sabalenka
2: last year Yeah,
3: in no, April. she's definitely so, got something big serve good forehand she's got one of those sort of slingshot forehands mm. that the ball mm. just whooshes off the, the, the string when she's got you know? time she's very dangerous yeah
2: <laughs> I'd like to see her play on clay actually
3: yes no you could imagine you that, see that her play every that sort that shape yes. of shot um then we had the classic, didn't we, of, of Stan Wawrinka against Milos Raonic. It was basically like being transported back three years to yeah. when they played here three years ago. Very similar match.
4: Yeah. And Raonic
3: in went in four sets in four the end, tie wasn't breaks. It? Four
4: yeah. tie-break sets. And I don't know about you, but I was thinking, uh, it, as it was nearing the conclusion of the fourth set, I was thinking, I really don't want this to be decided by a fifth-set super bolter breaker. Oh, really? Um, Why? Because we'd already had breakers, it felt like oh, no. I come see. on now, you know you've 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 <laughs> you've, you've had well mm. what would have been you know two tiebreakers each. Now let's see you can break serve to really get the business done. Um, but that didn't happen, and this conversation turns out to be irrelevant. So uh, I, do you know what I, I? I mean, first and foremost, the joy of Goran Ivanovic, that even Isovich Cam has returned <laughs> to all our lives, which is great. Um, reaction, reaction Cam on Goran is, is just one of the joys of tennis. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I just, I, I mean, it's great to see
3: both of them back and really yeah. properly, properly back. It was like no time had passed at all. Absolutely. playing,
4: Brownich, the... Way the, the guts on him mm. really I didn't think he had that confidence in them where's he got that confidence from because well, he's not really you just mentioned him, maybe you? Goran had I think so. I think, yeah.
3: so I think Goran just he knows how to deal with these guys and I think one of the problems when he was coaching Thomas Burdick is Burdick was not open to Goran's methods he, he'd hired him and yet he wasn't doing what he asked him to do because I think he was so programmed into what he, he has done for so long, and I can kind of understand that. Mm. If, you, if you think you've got 13 years of programming to play a certain way and to not let the shackles go, whereas with Chilich, Chilich just did what he was told, really, um, and, and look what happened. And now I think Raonic, although he's a more analytical character, I think he's more convinced by the similarities of the game and is and happy to just, yeah and that's Go and that's it. to
2: his credit if he's been sort of Malleable in that way because he because he I mean, gave that quote didn't he that, that he's the CEO of Milos Raonic tennis which makes me
4: which really makes did me did sort of shiver just thinking
2: about that but but
4: actually thinking about sort of the the tra- taking away his comments just thinking about the track record it kind of he's done himself a disservice with that comment hasn't yeah, he because has. he was very malleable when John McEnroe, John McEnroe came McEnroe. on board yeah. and that was more about sort of body language and demeanor and attitude on the court he totally took all of that on mm. board and embraced it and and kind of changed. his His whole being, Hmm. and now here he is—you know—drilling backhands down the line that I didn't know
1: was part of his repertoire. And his
2: volleying was a complete revelation.
1: Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
2: This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which
3: you sure can,
4: David. Wherever the stories are, the rivalries emerge and the generations clash. You can watch it all with daily live coverage beginning on Monday, May the 20th. Be there when it happens by subscribing to Tennis Channel Plus to stream daily coverage of Roland Garros. Use promo code TENNISPOD20 for 20% off your annual subscription. Yeah, his volleying was A total revelation and uh, I mean nothing will make Goran Ivanovic prouder than than bringing the servant volleyer or at the very least the volleyer out of somebody I think and uh, yeah I mean it was evident how proud he was today Um, and I'm sure Magnus Norman was pretty proud of uh, Stan Wawrinka. Yes, well.
2: Stan said in Swiss press, now, I believe, that Jordan he was sad but wasn't disappointed at all because he'd played so well and kind of feels like he's back now. I think, even though he's only got to the second round, he was working like, his. It
4: could, it could have been a quarter or semi final, but it could have been a semi final. They were
2: both screwed over by that draw because yeah. really they were playing tennis worthy of the second week. Yeah. Um, yeah especially while Rinka in that first set tiebreak where he wrestled control took over with his backhand. Yeah, I
4: know David had a few things to say about the uh, how he, he described it as uh, as he hit some backhands in that second set tiebreak break that made you feel glad to be alive. Yes. And uh, the reason David is not describing that himself, by the way, is because there's a trail of dust in our midst <laughs> where he has sprinted to the Five Live commentary box because it is uh, a little after 1am and uh, Garbini Megarutha is serving for the first set, 5-4, 15 all against Johanna Konta on the Margaret Court Arena. And David has to commentate <laughs> on the second set, Um which is a, a pretty <laughs> extraordinary effort. The reason uh, that it's at uh, one eleven am and they are not even completed with the first set is, well... I mean, there's there's a combination of factors. (laughs) Let's put it that way. Um, What are we, Margaret Court Arena? Well, I mean, the the Rod Arena isn't long finished. Uh, Novak Djokovic coming into press shortly, I think. He was just announced. Uh, And the reason that court was so long delayed is not only because of Raonic and Vavrinka going for hours, but also because of... Simona Halep and Sophia slash Sonia Kenin. Who, Matt, it turns out are the same person. They are the
2: same person. Yes, you sent a message saying, has anyone just realised that Sophia and Sonia Kenin are the same person? I
4: mean, I didn't... I mean, I hadn't sort of fully formulated a thought about there being two... Kenins, With
2: but equally similar names.
4: Yeah, but equally, uh, apparently her official name is Sophia. That's what she's in the WTA Media Guide. But she likes to go by Sonia for reasons unknown. Yes, currently. I think p-
2: people on Twitter I saw were referring to her as Sonia. So that's... Right.
4: I mean, good luck to her. Yeah. Um. Frankly, she, she plays tennis well enough to go by well, <laughs> whatever name she likes. It's not hundred percent unexpected, is it? She's the 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 champion from Hobart. She's she's as I said yesterday. It, she's in that sort of Lauren Davis mm. gutsy feisty, feisty gal um, mold, and yeah, the world number one found found herself in. A, an almost inevitable feeling scrap after yeah. leading
2: six four three love. I think six wasn't four three
4: it? love echoes of French Open final twenty seventeen. Dare I say? Mm. Except that she won this one in the end.
2: Yeah, and a, and Kenin plays a style of tennis that, when Hallep's not at her best, I feel they have quite similar game styles. I think if Hallep was really on it, she would have more. And
4: how how not on it is Hallep?
2: Well, by her own admission, she's undercooked. and
4: Undercooked in terms of matches, though, or is she carrying a bit of an injury? I, I think when well, she qu- said
2: she had a bit of an injury, she picked up an injury yeah,
4: today. Where? To what body part? She seems to be being vague. Again, yeah. sort of after the, that first round victory, she was delighted, but she was talking about, you know, being tired and the, it, yeah. she was referring to her body and that being a factor more than I would expect And even her. in her
2: pre-tournament press, she said that she was kind of over the back trouble that she had at the end of last year but you know she said something something like oh but you never know it can it can go at any moment which wasn't exactly confidence but I, I must say I did I was I was impressed with the way she came through that deciding set from a breakdown it was it was almost as though all the influence of Darren Cahill is kind of programmed in her now she, she knows better what to do and how to deal with it and how to fight and how to not get too negative yeah
4: because she came into this tournament saying in, incredibly openly really yeah I mean I'd still love to be working with Darren <laughs> I really need a coach and ideally, I'd like Darren to come back. But if it's not Darren, I need somebody. Well, yeah, she said
2: you can't do it at this level you, without a coach. Yeah,
4: which is really fascinating. Mm. But I wonder if maybe she's sort of look. I'm not saying she's going to win the tournament. She's still she's, she's got her, a murderous row of a draw. horrible draw remains. I still believe she's going to lose to to Serena Williams, um, if not Venus Williams before that. <laughs> um, but but surely there is some reason at least already for her to, to believe that to, for her to be convinced but, uh, that, that she yeah. might it be it able to go it right alone.
2: I think I think the biggest concern will be whether she can do it physically.
4: Yeah, a, a murderous draw. Yes. <laughs> I dare you to go into a press conference <laughs> and say that. Oh. Um, so that finished, that match finished at what, 8.40? Yeah, something 8. like 40 that. 8.40pm and then of course there's this sort of it takes a half hour period f- minimum for them to get all of the day session people out and then the, you can see on the monitors
2: <laughs> people the, frantically,
4: frantically cleaning, cleaning. Yeah. oh bless them give those people a bonus or a pay rise <laughs> or something because my goodness me you've never seen people collect litter so quickly it was I, I thought I was watching a time lapse video <laughs> but actually it was real human beings working in real time to clean the litter from the Rod Laver Arena in order to pave the way for for Serena Williams against Eugenie Bouchard which is which is a mat- match that we've all been picking up all day and then actually when it came to it I ended up not seeing a single ball struck so I'm putting you on the spot here Matt and hoping that you saw some of it I
2: saw some <laughs> <laughs> And what I saw, Serena was very impressive. Two and, I, and two, was it? Yeah. yeah, and I was thinking, oh, God, why didn't I pick Serena to win the title? She Who looked did you pick to win the Kerbal, title. which Kerbal. I'm, still, I'm still happy she, with that all right. pick. Yeah. But yeah. honestly, Serena was in that kind of mood where she thought... Yeah. Maybe b- it's the anorak. <laughs> 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 there had been a bit of chatter, hadn't there, about this match potentially being... Well, a banana skin. But well,
4: uh, I I chatted to Michael Joyce yesterday, and he, uh, it, I mean, I keep I keep getting the wool pulled over my <laughs> eyes, yeah, uh, by Kyrios and and uh, Gregor Dimitrov and Michael Joyce, and I don't know, he just made me feel like things are a bit different with Jeannie Bouchard mm. now and, and I don't think he suffers fools. you know I believe him when he says that she's working hard and wants it and is committed and, and, and all the rest of it I do believe him but I also just think she's fundamentally just <laughs> a way less good tennis yeah, player than Serena Williams yeah
2: quite far back now isn't she and yes you, Bouchard wasn't bad but Serena was, was really good
4: well what does that tell you about where Serena Williams is two and two Um, over a not-bad opponent that's been number five in the world. Wow.
2: Yeah, she is looking very strong. She's got an interesting draw next. She's got got um, Jemstransk. Jemstransk. Yes. Who was not (laughs) born when Serena won her first Grand (laughs) Slam.
4: Oh, those stats just keep on coming, don't they? She beat Sam Stozer in the first round. Yeah, didn't and today she? she
2: beat Carlos Suarez Navarro. Yeah, seasoned Grand Slam second week, you know, fourth round, third round, fourth round. So that's a good win.
4: Yeah, uh, two, two more different opponents, though. Suarez Navarro and Serena Williams. You could not. Yes, wish, I mean, she's. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> she not many are close to, to that, Serena that Williams,
2: but Carlos Suarez Navarro is about as far away as you can get.
4: Yeah. Well, that's going to be interesting. Going to be, I say that whilst thinking that could be six love, six
2: one. Yeah, but I do um, hope we get to see that. Well, actually, I mean, Hallett Venus would be. Yeah, very interesting. Tr- I mean, good.
4: Venus had an onward, didn't she? She came through on the Margaret Court Arena, another match which ended up being played way later in the day than than would have been predicted. I think largely because of the tussle that Kenny Shikori got yes. himself embroiled in. First up on that court against forty-year-old EVO Karlovic, almost Karlo- forty. Almost Next month, sorry, EVO. Yeah. Almost forty-year-old EVO Karlovich took Kane Nishikori uh, to five sets. I mean, and talk- he'd
2: never won a set off Nishikori, and Nishikori two sets up. So you're thinking, okay, this is <laughs> this is done. But he just, I mean, and he so you had. <laughs> He had two break points and he took them both, Ivo Karlovic. in the uh, so he took one in, he took one in the third set to break and win the set and then he broke again and won the set in the fourth and both times he broke Nishikuri to love. And those were the only break points he had.
4: I mean if you're Ivo Karlovic and your game's all about serve, that I mean that's that's, that's as much as can be expected, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's, oh completely.
2: He was um, but he lost. He did lose. <laughs> but it made believe. it made me believe in final set tiebreaks to 10. Did it. I thought it was brilliant because it felt more significant than the tiebreak to 7. I should I should Interesting I should probably I mean, qualify would, this with final sets when you're playing 5. I still would like to see the woman yeah. play
4: on. Interesting that Ivo Karlovich didn't win the Super Bowl to Maximo tiebreak.
2: Yes, she think that was ready would, made you would
4: for you put it. your life on it. Yeah,
2: although I think his tiebreak record is actually less impressive than you'd think it would be I think it's more or less 50-50 yeah. I, I and cannot fathom why that might be Anish has this unbelievable fifth yeah. final set record which I've always thought was just because he gets himself in situations <laughs> he shouldn't be in
4: <laughs> oh Matt you've led me there situations a player shouldn't be in Sasha Zverev discuss
2: yes he's going to get a telling off from Ivan Lendl tonight <laughs> isn't he's he he's going
4: to get the hairdryer treatment
2: yeah it was it was It was great fun being in the radio room where I am because I'm I'm sat on what is apparently called French Row where I'm surrounded (laughs) by. put you on French Row. I'm surrounded by French radio journalists giving their updates. And there are a lot of them, aren't there? French radio
4: is a big thing. They send a lot of travelling journalists for, you know, for the UK who have overall one of the the biggest travelling media contingents of any nationality. Um, you know, it's only BBC, BBC Radio yeah. that, that send people, and but for the French,
2: and that's who I'm with as well. So I'm with the BBC <laughs> and the French, and of course we've got the situation where the French, had you know, they've seen Simon lose, they've seen Cornet so lose, Alex
4: Bolt with great tennis, questionable hair. <laughs>
2: So they're urging on Shardy <laughs> to make this comeback. Me Shardy,
4: to be clear, so Sasha Zverev is cruising. We're all thinking, yes, Sasha, yes, you are getting us back on track. We can see our... We, we can
2: <laughs> down in an hour <laughs> and a half, come to be We on. can
4: see our beds calling. <laughs> we can see our eight hours sleep losing. <laughs> Thank you very much. You heard our prayers. And then, uh, but I'm also thinking, oh, I told everybody I thought maybe Jeremy Shardy <laughs> might cause a bit of trouble here. So all... Also, my ego is going to take a bit of a bruising, but fundamentally, I don't really care because I'm going to get eight hours sleep. Um, and then all of a sudden,
2: Shardy just starts making everything—literally everything—and he's on this. He's on the comeback charge. So, was
4: it all about Shardy then?
2: I must say, a lot of it was. It's was very—I was—I was keeping one eye on it and watching other things, doing other things. But whenever I looked up, Shardy seemed to be, you know, making contender for shot of the tournament. <laughs> Um,
4: How annoyed must Sverev have
2: been? Very. <gasps> um, and, but you, we had the situation in the radio room where all the French journalists were just willing Shardy on, all the British journalists were thinking, oh, come on, <laughs> come on, Sparev, Conta's on, and we want to start commentating on that. So Anglo-French relations... Took, took, a, took
4: another dip. Took
2: a dip today. <laughs>
4: At a time when, you know, things aren't brilliant. And
2: then, of course, Shardy does that classic thing of getting it into a fifth, And then just completely flopping in the fifth set. Yeah, he did a
4: Benoit pair.
2: He did. Exactly. (laughs) Benoit pair did the exact same thing a couple of nights ago. Um,
4: Courtney Noen, a colleague of ours, tweeted a few nights ago during that uh, Benoit pair Dominic team match when I think everybody knew that Benoit pair's struggle would ultimately be in vain or suspected so she said it's two oh seven AM do you know where your match point is? <laughs> no, we don't. And it is uh one twenty three AM and it is six four, Gabi Muguruza first set and one all in the second. There is a I would call that a smattering of human beings in the crowd on the Margaret Court Arena and
2: good on them. <laughs> well there were rumors that this would move to court three. Which well, I, be- I believe
4: it was. I believe those were more than rumors. Okay. I believe that that the the organization They'd planned started, to do. Yeah. so.
2: They had, People were out on call. They had
4: started the chain of events in order to make that happen, and it was unable to happen due to seagull feces.
2: Yes, too much excrement.
4: <laughs> there were there were insufficient. Staff presumably cl- ch- children with towels <laughs> yes. left on site to clear the seagull feces uh, so that collects on tennis courts overnight. So, so uh, it was back to Margaret Corrina. So back to Plan A, yeah. <laughs> which was a post midnight start on the Margaret Court arena and i have to say from i mean I've been watching in and out <laughs> david is busy commentating on this like the absolute trooper that he is uh, beard and all i have to say from from what i've seen blooming good level of tennis mm. considering the the time of day and the, the the i know it's their job to to maintain focus through extraordinary circumstances but Maybe this is the latest ever know. start at the australian you open know. and they're producing and blooming good know. tennis and of course this was an,
2: and this was a match that last time they played at a slam went almost two and a half hours <laughs> so <laughs> it was
4: courtside for that match was Imagine about 100 degrees <laughs> Four <laughs> o'clock in the morning. <laughs> don't say it. Don't say it. That's Novak Djokovic being called to the main interview room. What will he have to say, um, Matt, on the basis of what you saw of his match against uh a straight sets victory, not a straightforward victory, but equally not one that ever had a flavour of, of Djokovic not winning.
2: No, I must say, amongst all my poor predictions this tournament, I did. I must say, I did. Say before the match, I reckon Djokovic will shut this down and actually not turn it into a match that's going on in the small hours. And he was—he broke serve, I think, in the third game, second or third game, very early on. Gave it back, but he was—he established that lead. And once he had the first set, his record from one set up is so strong. And there was a there was a moment in the second set where you thought Songa might be about to.
4: Media announcement. Jeremy, make it, for example, you know, make it a, a real devil. match. Um, now,
2: in room two. Room two. That's a blow. Isn't it? <laughs> Someone was in room six A today. <laughs> I didn't know that was that existed. Oh, who was it? I think it might have been Yem um, Jemst- Stremska. Oh dear. Yeah. Um, Is that in the
4: basement? <laughs> <laughs>
2: anyway. Yes, Djokovic. I think pretty impressive tonight. Um, what's going on here?
4: Somebody's like got a dustpan and <laughs> brush <laughs> at the feet of, of Joe Conter On uh, Margaret Court, I mean, we are in we are in bonkers times, as you say. I mean, is there only is there any other sport where the off season is three weeks long and we're all here pretty much every night? But, I it mean, never ends the off. The off time during a tournament is about okay. So play starts at 11am. It's 1:30. Let's say we finish at two, which is probably a generous <laughs> estimate. There are going to be uh, oh my maths nine hours during which tennis won't be played. I'll be sleeping for all of those. <laughs> <laughs> what else happened today, Matt? What else happened? Dominic team retired. Dominic team,
2: yeah, he's in a bad way. Dominic team, how bad a way? Well, he said he's really not sure what it is. He's had a he's had a cold for a few weeks, and his whole body hurt today. And sort
4: of a like a glandular fever type. Perhaps thing? Um, he he oh, he
2: said I don't want to put a label on it. because He doesn't know yeah. what it is. He needs to go back and. Well, he needs to come on the tennis out. podcast
4: where we make medical diagnoses yes. <laughs> on the basis of absolutely no. <laughs> Expertise whatsoever.
2: Yes, and there was because he he looked something. It was up something was up with him right from the start, yeah. and then he smashed right from the start
4: his s- of the the swing.
2: Yeah. Really, yeah. Um, and I was perhaps a bit overly positive about the Dominic <laughs> team last year. I thought he'd perhaps turned a bit of a corner on hard courts. I thought hey, he played so well. You,
4: I mean, that match
2: at the US Open evidence enough. And even the one before against Kevin Anderson when he beat you know that was such a he showed such better intent on hard courts in that match, but I don't know. He's just maybe it's because he's just not been feeling well. And we should cut, cut him a bit of slack, but he seems to have gone back to playing clay court tennis on a hard court, and it's just just not working. Another result today: Denis Shapovalov won and yeah. has got to that third round. He has, and, and he's f-
4: got there pretty handily, pretty quietly.
2: Yes, and without dropping a set. Yeah. And have you? Did you see his press conference or read his press conference? Tell me, tell me. The most, it was almost existential. He was, (laughs) he was going on about how vibrations. uh, He was going on about how good he feels, how proud he feels of himself. He thinks he's, he thinks he's a sort of slightly different player, more mature player this year. He he made the point that he didn't play Brisbane; he just played Auckland. He's scheduling smarter. Well, that's
4: pleasing to hear, for sure. And ju- just the recognition of the scheduling having potentially been a factor mm. is, is and he,
2: big. And he described his own tennis today as exceptional. Another exceptional match was the, pretty much the first line of his press conference.
4: Wow, Zverev and his perfect body, <laughs> Shapovalov, and his exceptional tennis. Yeah. Wow. So we, all, we all need to think more of ourselves, <laughs> I definitely do. <laughs> um, hey, you're on the tennis podcast. We've ousted David. Yes. <laughs> he's he's in a bunker somewhere. He doesn't know what's going on. Um, except that Joe Conta is 2-1 second set. Scoreboard doesn't w- seem to be moving. Worryingly, worryingly has the David. feel of uh, a third set bolter breaker. But let's not, <laughs> let's not think that far ahead. Uh, Naomi Osaka won extremely handily.
2: And she plays Sue Shea. Which... I saw them play at, a Sur- at the Surbiton Challenger a few years ago, 2015. Now
4: there's a tennis van, folks. Tennis
2: nerdism right there. And well,
4: I've just seen a very, very <laughs> demoralised Barry Flatman of the Sunday Times <laughs> walk past us. Dear, oh dear. Wow, <laughs> that is a that is a demoralised, tired walk, if ever there was one. Sorry, back to the Surbiton Challenger.
2: Yes, I can't actually remember a huge amount about it, so now I've brought it up. I might move on <laughs> from it, but... <laughs> <laughs>
4: this is, but this is, is what happens one. when David's not here, folks. Yeah. Um, what else happened? Carolina Plushkevon won. She, biz- bizarrely, she dropped the first set to Madison Brenkel, who I, who I think got to the fourth round here uh, a few years ago. And I only remember that because it was the year that I... Uh, we, we hugged a koala together.
2: Which, yes, which, and it's Animals Day tomorrow, isn't it? <laughs>
4: it's Animals Day tomorrow, Matt, but at 10.30 a.m.,
2: which is which actually is, today. Which
4: is in nine hours' time, and, and with, with, if 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 scheduling prevents me from cuddling a koala tomorrow,
1: It'll it, be it could be a
4: grumpy podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> watch this space. Another
2: sorry, another interest, interesting stat on the women's draw is it's the first time since Wimbledon 2009 that the top eight seeds have reached the third round.
4: Wimbledon 2009, so close to 10 years ago. So that
2: whole social media craze at the moment, which is the 10-year challenge, 2009, oh. 2019,
4: the hey, seeds are no, back. no, no, all I know of the 10-year challenge is Mariah Carey tweeted today that age is, I don't recognise age as a, as a thing she she simply you know how we were talking yesterday it, about, about constructed realities. Well, yes. Mariah Carey uh, doesn't consider age to be a feature of a, a time. She doesn't consider time to be a feature right. of her life. <laughs> yeah. Um, other results today: Hyung chung uh, semi-finalist of last year. He lost to Pierre Gebert, who you saw in the living flesh at, uh, at the Davis Cup final in Lille last year, and tipped us off that that, you know,
2: singles results might not be yeah. far on his horizon. I'm quite, I'm low-key sort of <laughs> <laughs> invested key, in not Erbert wanting to put season. your
4: neck on the line invested in pierre Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not
2: putting my neck on the line ever again after Kuzmova. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, he beat, we beat team in Doha, beat Query here, Chung here, and it'd be, it'd be nice if, I mean, obviously he's one of the best doubles players in the world, but it'd be nice if he could transfer that to the singles because he's got a nice game and I would really wanted to know whether he was going to play that decisive rubber in the Davis Cup final it didn't it didn't matter in the end because will we ever know I don't know maybe I should go to press and ask him yeah that's, that's a I mean, challenge for a yeah maybe Saturday. not if he loses the next yeah. match but you but know and he's got ran it's next so he watch this space <laughs> Um, uh, the
4: space at the moment, by the way, in uh, soon-to-be-out-of-date soon, soon tennis news, is that it's still 2-1. Uh, is serving 1-2, advantage her. Uh, David Law is having a whale of a time in the commentary box.
2: And another winner today was Borna Csorich, who I Ooh. did speak to today. Oh, And I spoke to him mainly about tennis balls and the new ball here. This yeah, year.
4: which is, it's starting to be a thing. It is a it? thing
2: um, because, I mean, read about it in my blog, but. Read the blog, folks. I'll give you a little overview now in that, Bonnet Sharks is a big fan. And thinks they really suit his game. They're heavier and slower, and he thinks that's that's good for him. And incidentally he'd never won a match at the Australian Open before. Now he's won two. I think he's. Is that
4: really true?
2: I think he's in a better place anyway. But Blimey. you know, perhaps the conditions are helping him. And Luca Pui had never won a match before, and he's into the third round. Um, Ooh, but a lot of other round. players are really not keen on the balls. But the interesting thing, Borna Curek said was, he wants he wants consistency. He wants the same ball used pretty much. Which I, mean, I think
4: a lot of people would, f- would just assume is the case. He said, he'd
2: rather, he said he'd happily use a ball that he didn't like, as long as they used it all the time, because then he'd get used to it. it. Is this the just the men's ball,
4: or is this the ball for both the men's and the
2: women's? Uh, I believe, well, the ball that they're using, I believe, for both, for both throughout yeah. the Australian Open is a Dunlop ball. Mm. Um, and it was Wilson last year.
4: I suspect that's not a story that'll end there. Watch this space, folks.
2: Yeah, because Matt most will get
4: mer- nerdy news and info yes. <laughs> on tennis balls on a daily basis. <laughs> um, I'm going to run through the order of play for tomorrow unless there's any other business from today you'd like to pick up on, Matt.
2: I think that is pretty much it.
4: So, very quick rundown Barty against Sakari first up. And apparently, we're all pronouncing Maria Sakari's name wrong. I just don't know the right. I know that we're doing it wrong. I just don't know how we should be doing it right, we'll get to the bottom of it and uh, we'll <laughs> let you know, particularly if she wins tomorrow. Taylor Fritz against Roger Federer. Maurice Sharapova against Caroline Wozniacki. Third round at the Australian Open. Incredible. Night session, Alex Diminor against Rafael Nadal. I spoke to Carlos Moyer earlier who confirmed that uh, Rafael Nadal has changed his service motion, and it is in order to to shorten matches, to, to try and get the job done more quickly, try and be more aggressive. And then it is um, Kay Birrell. What is Birrell? <laughs> what is Australian wildcard Birrell's first name beginning with Kay? Matt, help me out here. I'm going to click. She's taking on Angelique Kerber. Kimberly Birrell. Kimberly. Never yes. in doubt. Kimberly <laughs> Birrell. Uh, Margaret Court is sits a pass against Basilashvili.
2: I'm very excited for that. <laughs> but disappointed that it's on at the same time as Sakari, both of them on courts yeah. when there's no ground pass holders. Just feels like... Yeah. I know they're good matches and you want to give them the stage, but it just feels like they've slightly misjudged the sort of atmosphere around those matches. They've, brought, they've added so much, and it would yeah. be nice if at least one of them was later or on a on the Melbourne arena where you get some ground ground pass holders but anyway rant over
4: don't disagree at all and I also feel the same um, uh, about well, actually, hang on. I'm going to hold fire on that. Where is Grigor Dimitrov? We'll get to him. We'll get to Grigor. Anisimova against Sabalenka is next up on the Margaret Court yeah. Arena. Yes, please. Yes, that please. sounds. I
2: might just camp out there. Absolutely
4: day. great, doesn't it? Stevens against Martic. And then night session is Daniel Collins, uh, Caroline Garcia, and then Chilich against Vidasco. Melbourne Arena, which once was the High Suns Arena. And I can't stop calling it the High Suns <laughs> Arena because Melbourne are- Arena, just I feel like that could be anywhere. Yeah. Uh, but except in Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Burdick against Schwarzman.
2: Yes. That's I, a thing. I have Schwarzman in the quarterfinals, but with every passing second, I'm, I'm beginning to think <laughs> Thomas Burdick might win the tournament. Regret.
4: Yes, so, so much well. regret. How did I not see the charge of Thomas Burdick coming? Sasnovich against Pavlyuchenkova. Here he is, Grigor Dimitrov against Thomas Fabiani. Now, I'm pleased that that is on a... Uh, grounds pass holders court because what I saw uh, when Grigor Dimitrov uh, won on, on court three the other night and the atmosphere and, and the the Bulgarian fans was quite something so mm. I'm pleased that they'll be be able to get in to watch him Kvitova against Bencic uh, last up yes please yeah. uh, plenty else to see a uh, TFO against Seppi uh, that third round match to be played second on court number three tomorrow. And that, I think, is uh, where we should wrap up it big here because we've we we've, we've had a, a, a few people get in touch with us about our conversation about Francis Tiafoe yesterday and suggest that we didn't give him enough credit for that victory over Anderson or didn't give him enough credit in general. And, and hey, that could be true, but... It, to set the record straight, we're big fans of Francis Tiafoe. We just, <laughs> with our very limited technical knowledge of tennis, um, ha- have had worries about his
2: his technique because it is a really unorthodox technique. Yeah, um, and I think it's okay to be concerned about that. I think if you look at the players who are at the top of the game, their technique tends to be pretty clean. Yeah, and I think that is going to be an issue for him coming and yeah. sorting out that forehand.
4: Absolutely. I, I you know I don't I'm not rowing back on anything we said last night. I'm just uh, yeah, well but let's but leave you with the got, words...
2: But he's got so many other attributes.
4: Exactly. Let's leave you with the words of Mary Grillo, who has uh, texted us in enigmatic fashion, or, or to be clear, texted David Law, who remains in the bunker. <laughs> uh, she has said, on the subject of Francis Tierfoe Incidentally, she started this text by saying she can't wait to meet Grad Matt. Oh, uh, but, I, but on the, the subject of Francis Tierfoe I saw her earlier that she was just strolling around in sort of 40 degree heat 100% humidity wearing a bomber jacket looking like the coolest human being I've ever bloody seen I just thought I'm as long as I live I'm never going to achieve even a (laughs) fraction of that cool and I felt at once just bursting with happiness and sadness. <laughs> uh, anyway, on the subject of Francis Tierfo, she said, uh, "A peek into his stroke production, which is what, what we've been talking about." She said, "One of his coaches explained to her the kid had no racket of his own for years, so he had he had borrowed demo frames in in the pro shop just to his 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 father was a, a janitor at the local tennis club. His parents were." were uh, immigrants uh, to the United States from Sierra Leone. His da- dad was the he and uh, his twin brother, uh, who who's called Franklin. They his dad their dad was uh, yeah a, a janitor at the local club, and they used to be able to play there as a result. So she says. Um, Uh, Francis would borrow demo frames from the pro shop or pull discarded rackets out of garbage bins, accommodating his strokes and grips to the way each played. If his hand skills ever catch up to his first step and enthusiasm, he could get real good. He's still a better athlete than he is a tennis player, which I think is probably a pithier... (laughs) Um, yes,
2: that's what we were saying. That's
4: what we were saying, except Mary Grillo has said it, said it better. Much better. <laughs> um, she said, it's a pity he wasn't taught better at an early age. Retrofitting stroke production is difficult. Tearing down and starting over is not easy either, but he's a good kid with a big engine, and he plays his third round match tomorrow on court number three, which is... Uh, our favourite court at the Australian Open. Very nice I think said. so. Um, that is one of the many places to be. As we leave you now, <laughs> it is two three forty thirty, Garbini Muguruza. It is one forty one a.m. <laughs> Do you know, Matt Roberts? where your match point is (laughs) because I certainly don't and I'm sure a despairing David Law in in absentia doesn't either we've been the tennis podcast brought to you in association with the Telegraph we will get Simon Briggs on at some stage uh, hopefully very soon we tried to get him on today but he genuinely is working uh, so hard that he's unable to Um, but we will get him on we'll get his views Uh, He's written plenty of interesting stuff in The Telegraph. Uh, Check that out. We've been The Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph. Uh, Our executive producer is tennisballs.com and our mascot is Rio with a Y, who is a wonderful dog. And we'll see you tomorrow or today.